Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Rule the Queendom. And my interview today has to be the most relatable one yet because I know you've had a bad relationship at some point. Yeah. And I know you have sat there questioning whether to just give up on love altogether and buy as many bloody cats as you can bloody afford. This is where Nikki comes in. This interview is a good old fashioned girl chat about love, bad boys, good boys and relationships of all kinds. And it's also a chat about the most important relationship in your life, the relationship you have with yourself. This is the Rule the Queendom podcast by Charlie Willis, wife, mum, stepmom, entrepreneur, model and radio presenter turned self-love campaigner and body confidence advocate will be helping you to become the woman you were born to be. Each week you will discover practical ways to transform your self-doubts and fears into self-confidence and power. Now is the time to reach your true potential, take control of your destiny and realign with your purpose. Get ready to be real, rock your happiness and wear your crown with pride as Charlie and guests regal you up and transform you into the confident queen you were born to be. Are you ready to roll? We got you, sister. Hi, Nikki. Welcome to the show. Hi, Charlie. Thanks for having me. No problems at <laughs> all. I'm so excited to talk all things love and relationships today. Yes, me too. Can't wait to dive in. <laughs> yeah, because it's a tricky world, isn't it? <laughs> really? And uh, It can be. Yeah. Yeah, we've all had so many different experiences, some good, a lot bad, <laughs> so we need someone like you to help us to yeah help us navigate it and stop us from <laughs> attracting those bad boys that we love so much <laughs> uh, yes oh I tell you what that is just such a common thing isn't it like all of us have that desire for that bad boy within us it's um yeah it's pretty funny a very common thing. I <laughs> know. Oh, so at least we're not alone in it because everyone, everyone exactly. has dated a bad boy. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Right. So as I said, you're a love coach. You are the guru. Mm -hmm. You help women to rise in love. But I just have to ask about your journey to find love. Ah, yes. So where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> it's been an interesting one. There was a lot of, um, like you said, a lot of attraction to the bad boys or the guys that didn't necessarily treat me all that well. Um, I went through, well, I guess it kind of started back with my relationship with my dad, which wasn't a necessarily healthy one. Um, and then my first boyfriend, um, my first love, cheated on me, which sent me into a massive spiral of, just feeling really unworthy, really unlovable, like there was something massively wrong with me. And obviously this stuff stemmed from my belief system that had been formed through the years, my younger years. And all of these situations and experiences that I was having were just kind of um, really solidifying those beliefs that I was carrying through. 
Um, so essentially after that happened, I put all my walls up. I was just all about protecting my heart. I didn't want to get hurt again. Um, and that just looked like keeping men really you know, distant, keeping myself distant emotionally, not really letting one, anyone in. And I became really jealous, incredibly insecure, um, very crazy, I guess you could say, for lack of a better word, um, and just really unhealthy and would slip into these incredibly self-destructing, self-sabotaging modes where I would eventually end up ruining the relationships. So I did this for many years. I went from relationship to relationship and repeating the same pattern. Um, and then I actually finally met a really beautiful man. And he was, he ticked every single box. He was just incredible. But there was one little part of the relationship that was a really big part for me. Um, because, and this was what, something that I discovered after I'd kind of gone through this process with him, was that he, our sex life wasn't great. Um, and what happened with him was that I actually went overseas for six weeks when we were together and I ended up cheating on him. So I slipped back into my self-sabotaging modes, self-destructive modes, rather than actually having that awareness and knowledge about what it was that was causing me to feel like this wasn't quite right and not actually acknowledging my core values and the things that were really important to me to be able to kind of step into my truth and my power and say, I'm really sorry, but I can't be with you. And a lot of that had to do with because he was so perfect on paper and everyone loved him, all my friends loved him, my family loved him, and I felt like I should be with him. Um, so I cheated on him, obviously told him about it, uh, which tried to make it work. And I was just like, I can't do this. I lost respect to myself. I lost respect to him for even staying with me afterwards. Um, and then I eventually sabotaged it even more to the point where he just went, I'm done. Um, so after that, I slipped into a really, like I was training for an Ironman at the time, so I kind of fell into that. I didn't process any emotion, didn't process any of what had happened, slipped straight into training mode, did that for six months. And then when I came out of that, often what happens after doing a massive kind of physical event is that you can get a bit low because you're like, well, I've just achieved something so incredible and now what do I do? And that's when I kind of slipped into a bit of depression and attracted in this really horrific relationship. So the guy that I attracted in was an alcoholic, a drug addict, um, just treated me so disrespectfully, would fuck me. Um, sorry, oh gosh, I hope I'm not just came out. Um, he just really treated me badly and I fell into this pit, like I'm a really fit and healthy person and I fell into this pit of drinking every night smoking marijuana, doing drugs, just not who I was. And I was really lucky to have a really beautiful friend that went out for about six months. Um, a very close friend of mine saw and she just basically shook me out of it. Nick, what are you doing? And that was my catalyst for creating some pretty epic change in my life. I went on a seven-month journey into self. I did a lot of healing work, cleared out all of these beliefs that I was carrying around with myself around what I was worthy of, what I was deserving of and, and beliefs around men. Like I just realized how much negativity I was carrying towards men and how much I was holding them in this kind of stereotypical box of all men are assholes, all men are cheaters. Like I had some really negative beliefs and views on men that I was carrying and bringing into these relationships. So 
yeah, I went on this massive journey into self. I removed myself from Australia, went over back to my homeland from New Zealand for a little bit and really went deep and did the inner deep, deep inner work. And that was about seven months. And then when I finally kind of came out of that, I was like, okay, I'm ready to start dating again. I, um, I was very intentional. I knew the kind of man that I wanted to be with and I'd written him down and just kind of forgotten about it. My intention was to have fun and just, you know, I have needs. I wanted to have some physical time with a man <laughs> and um, that was my intention. So I went through, you know, a couple of dates with these guys and, and just knew and I was so tapped into myself, really clear on my values, what it was I wanted, really had really reconnected with my inner being and my intuition. So I knew what she sounded like. I was so crystal clear on that, that, you know, when I met these guys, I was like, nah, no, nah. you know, straight up. And then, Gary and I actually matched on Tinder, who's my partner. And um, I remember like, seeing his picture and I was like, oh, he looks kind of weird. I'm not quite <laughs> sure, but there's something about him. I'm just going to swipe right. And, of course, we matched and we started chatting. Um, and then we got, he was actually in Cairns at the time for the Ironman and we arranged to meet on the starting line. And I messaged him and he came up and met me. And I remember looking down at my dog and as I looked up, our eyes met and my body, my my inner intuition, my soul just went, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> and I just knew instantly that he was, yeah, he was my king. And here we are. We're three and a bit years down the track with two beautiful babies and life is good. <laughs> How romantic is that ending? <laughs> that is so romantic. <laughs> you met on the start line. Standing under a tree. So, yeah, that's so symbolic. <laughs> like, yeah, on the beach. <laughs> this tropical paradise. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> well, I am not going to tell you the story about how I met my husband. <laughs> it, oh. is, it is not that interesting. It's still, oh. it's still a beautiful story when you look back on it. But no, ours wasn't symbolic. <laughs> but I think it's so amazing the journey that you went through and the fact that you said you didn't have any awareness of what wasn't right for you you weren't acknowledging your values and therefore aligning with them which in turn would make your relationship and the person that you would attract to you aligned with those values and I think it's so interesting where you say that the feelings and negative feelings that you had towards men were manifesting in these relationships that were coming towards you. And then, yeah, the self-sabotage of having a guy that's great on paper, which doesn't mean they're great for you, as, as you said, but he's great on paper and you feel as if I should love this guy. I feel as if I should be with him. Yeah, everyone loves him. And yet you sabotage it because it's not right for you. And yeah, I just... Rather than stepping into my power and going, no, this is not the guy for me. Like, yeah. And I knew, I, I really liked him and I knew he was amazing, but I knew he was not the guy for me. I just knew it, but I couldn't find, I didn't know how to find that inner strength to just step up and go, sorry, I don't want to do this to you. Yeah, gosh, that's amazing. So mm -hmm. what thoughts were going through your mind when, especially you saying the, the bad relationship you had where you felt as if you sort of completely... I guess, gave up on yourself, you know, you're doing things you wouldn't normally do, unhealthy things for you. What are those thoughts yeah. running through your mind when you're literally ready to give up on love? I was, especially with that last relationship, it was very much, I knew what I was doing. It was like I was outside of myself, watching myself, put myself through that. 
Um, and I knew it was a form of punishment. I was punishing myself with this guy because he just, I knew I deserved better. I knew it, knew it, knew it, but I was just on autopilot almost and feeling as though I didn't deserve because of what I'd done to the previous guy. I felt like I deserved to be punished for that. Um, and that was another massive realization is the, you know, that, you know, we don't always get it right. We, we make mistakes and we, we are human beings, yet for some reason I felt the need to punish myself for being human. And that was something that I worked on really closely. I was really focused a lot of energy onto forgiving myself. And that's something I've really worked with my clients as well is to ensure that that self-forgiveness is there because often what happens, and, and this is what I hear all the time, is that I will say to them, okay, we're going to write letters of forgiveness. And they're like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. So for who? And I said, for self. And they're like, what? Like, I've never done that before. And I'm like, I know you haven't because it's not something that we're really encouraged to look at. You know, I had a responsibility for putting myself into that relationship and I chose that for myself as with everything in my life. I choose everything that I am experiencing. And I had to forgive myself for putting myself in that situation as well as forgiving myself for cheating on the, the previous guy and all of the other things that I've created for myself. You know, we are manifested, everything we think and we believe we manifest into physical form. So really looking at self-forgiveness is so, so key because if we don't, then we're carrying these regrets, we're carrying this baggage with us into all of these other relationships and they manifest in ways like it did for me of punishing myself. And yeah, I think that that's, a key part on actually being able to move forward and step into the kind of relationship that you want to create for yourself. And, you know, letting that stuff go is so, so vital and surrendering to being a freaking human being. <laughs> and then you can actually really step into that beautiful space of self-love and, and self-trust to then be actually manifesting for that, that partner and that community. Yeah, definitely. And I think you've touched on some amazing things there. The the feeling of, yeah, I don't deserve um, to be happy. I don't deserve to have that relationship. And yeah, you're right. You punish yourself because you feel as if you, you don't deserve those things. Why should I even be thinking about those things? And yet, as soon as you start thinking that way, you are a magnet everything that you think is wrong thing is think is wrong with you you are a magnet for it and yeah self-forgiveness is as you're right quite possibly one of the hardest things to do especially like you said for something that you've um, cheated on someone or you've done sort of not the right thing you've fucked up essentially which every single human on this planet has done and mm -hmm. it is so difficult to turn around as you said and say I'm, I'm a human I messed up but I'm going to do everything in my power to make this right. And I'm going to make sure that everything I do moving forward is with the best intentions. And that I think that's all you can really ask of yourself, isn't it? Like Absolutely. And that's all we can do. Like I'm a huge advocate for radical, radical self-responsibility is that taking responsibility for your actions, owning all of you and every single thing that you do, every fuck up, every success, everything that you create, own all of it and step up and go okay yes I did that and I possibly shouldn't have or I could have done it differently I don't like the word should you know I could have done it differently 
but that was, you know, I did the best that I could at that time with the information that I had and how can I learn from that and then how will I choose to move forward? And that's key. It's like, okay, I did that. That happened. Yes, I take full responsibility. And as soon as you do that and actually own all of that, no one can touch you. Like when you own all of yourself, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or anyone else says, it can't affect you because you own it. It's when you choose to not own it that people's words and people's actions can really hurt you. And if you choose to stay in that space, that's okay, but be aware of the consequences of that as well. Whereas if you choose to step into that space of radical self-responsibility and go and show up for yourself, you know, and, and be the, um, the actual active creator in your own life, that's when magic happens. That's when everything that you could possibly desire in this world will come to you. And it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing how that can unfold for you when you step into your power like that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you said that you had a journey of um, sort of seven months where you really were self-reflecting, getting in touch with yourself. And that's a journey that I'm on right now. And Mm -hmm. it's taken a lot to not want to fill that with other things to do and be like, oh, I need that new project or I'm going to start on this and I'm going to start on that and actually, um, yeah, to, to... Keep distracting yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Keep distracting yourself and not actually getting to the core point of why nothing seems to be working properly because you're not connected with yourself. And Mm. um, as you said, you're the active creator in your own life and you have to take radical self-responsibility for it. And as you said, the first step is to look at what you've been carrying around, releasing it, and just creating a real strong foundation based on your values so you can move forward. I think it's absolutely crucial. And thank you for highlighting the word should as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I hate that word so much. <laughs> yeah. it, is, it needs to be removed. Should and can't need to be removed from the, from the dictionary. Completely. Yeah. And it, it's so funny. Someone highlighted this to me the other day and they said, just literally remove should from your vocabulary. And I was journaling and I went to write down should. <laughs> and then I, had, I got to like, and then I scrolled it out. Um, yeah, so thank you for highlighting that. But what else right. do women need to know about finding love? I know it's a big question. Yeah. It, it, the first thing that came to me was that it starts and if you cannot or do not love yourself, you cannot love, or you can, but not to the extent that you're going to be creating a beautiful, healthy relationship that is going to flourish. Loving yourself is key. It's so important because when we, we teach others how to love us, and from that space, you can actually create attract in and create this beautiful relationship with another human where you are clear on your values you're clear on you know you have your boundaries in place you have your standards and you get to choose that's another thing you get to actually choose who you spend your life with who you spend your time with like just because like mr right on paper comes along and everyone loves him it doesn't mean that he's right for you. And if he's not, then you get to choose to remove yourself from that situation and create that space for your king to come into. Um, you know, so starting with that self-love, but then also it's about releasing and healing past wounds and really getting clear on your beliefs around 
around love and men and what is it that you're actually subconsciously thinking and ticking over in the back of your mind that is manifesting into your physical like um, reality because that that is manifestation so um i was listening to a book not long ago and there was a part in there where it was like it said and this just blew my mind it was like you what you are currently experiencing in your reality and your physical form is the expression on the manifestation of your previous thoughts of your past self so essentially we're living our past thoughts now so everything this is how powerful we are people don't actually realize it that everything that you're thinking, everything that you're, either that vibrational level that you're hanging out at is what you are living now and your, and your past is what you're living now. So whatever you're doing now, you are creating for your future self. So if you're thinking men are assholes, all men cheat, relationships don't last, um, you know, guys are jerks, I always get left, whatever it is that you have around these, these negative beliefs around relationships, if you're creating that now, you're going to manifest in a man or call in a man who will mirror those beliefs back to you. And that's just the, the law of attraction. You've all heard of it, law of attraction, law of vibration, you know, energy, that's another story, but I'll just stick with law of attraction. Um, you know, whatever it is that you're thinking and believing is what you're attracting it. So if you want to have an incredible relationship, you need to, sh you need to shift those, you know, create new pathways, new neurological pathways and actually start focusing on what it is that you want and you desire to then be able to manifest that in. But it all starts with doing the work on yourself. And that's why for me, and I love that you talked about how you, you know, you kept wanting to find those things to, to distract you because that's what I used to do. I was so afraid of like facing off with my pain and facing off with all of this stuff around myself that I would have guys constantly, I'd be on constant, constantly on sites, I'd be constantly going on dates. Like I had all these distractions. I had a guy lined up that I was going to marry if I was still single at 35. I had a couple of guys who were like my fallback guys whenever my relationships turned to shit. So I had all of these, this energy, all of these, all this masculine energy hanging around me that was blocking anyone from coming in. But not only that, it was preventing me. It was distracting me from actually doing the work on myself to heal my wounds and to be able to create that incredible love for myself internally to then be able to attract someone in. So the first thing I did, and this is what I get to do with all my clients, is remove every male from your life. And what happens there, like what happened for me was that I got to a point where I was completely alone for the first time in my life. And I remember when I got off that final call and I just broke down in tears because I'd never been in that space before and it was terrifying. But at the same time, I felt so free and liberated from, and I get emotional thinking about it now, but just feeling so free to finally just be able to be, you know, not be stressing about, oh my God, where's my man, where's my man? Like just, I was constantly thinking about it and having removed all of that from my life just felt free and that's when I just went right this is me and I did my journey and it was absolutely incredible so I think I feel like I've kind of got off the question a little bit there but um, main yeah main thing is definitely it starts with self and getting really clear on what it is that you're actually putting out there in regards to love to be attracting back in what you want yeah right no, you didn't go off topic at all I was running down oh, <laughs> So many notes because I just think I love what you were saying and there's such a famous saying from Albert Einstein 
um, what you see on the screen of your mind is the preview of life's upcoming attractions. And oh, yes, I love that. Yeah, of, of course, that's law of attraction, that is manifesting, that is vibration, that is absolute, your thoughts are real forces, that is absolutely everything wrapped up in, in what you said. And if you're not loving yourself, and it sounds, it sounds so cliche, doesn't it? But if you're not loving yourself, yeah. if you think, I, I'm, I don't have any value, I don't know what my purpose is, I don't love myself, this is wrong with me, that's wrong with me, you are going to find that person that probably points all those things out to you. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it makes you feel bad for all those things because that's what you think you deserve. So, yeah, the inner work, it, yeah, you're right, is so hard. And I do also like what you said about removing all men from your life because that reminds me of a time where, yeah, I maybe had three on the go. This wasn't recently, in case my husband listened to this. Um, <laughs> this was like this is like 10 years ago. And then I just decided, I was like, get rid of all these uh, idiots and yeah to be actually alone and not have a date on Saturday night or even a guy that you're texting or anything like that this is like the days before Instagram um, mm-hmm. and you're right it's so freeing but so freaking scary on on the other end of the stick and I think the power comes when we see what's on the other side of the fear and but when you're putting oh, absolutely. yourself absolutely and that's the thing like it doesn't no, you go, go, go. <laughs> it, it, that's the thing, like that moment of terror or that not terror, moment of like, oh, my God, I'm completely alone and that realisation, it lasts what a blip compared to, you know, when that, that sensation of that freedom kind of steps in and you go, oh, my God, like this is what I've been missing, like this presence. It's, it's quite incredible. Yeah. So while it's scary, it, it doesn't last for <laughs> no, that, that's so true and it, you have to also I think um, I know when I was in that situation I'd then start looking around and be like oh but so-and-so's got a boyfriend and so-and-so's hanging out with this guy or you know so-and-so's going and doing this and the temptation just to go and find someone just yeah so you're doing things with someone is quite big but I think mm-hmm. the, as you said the you just you're just going to get stuck in that cycle then and comparison is just one of the worst things ever um Yes, yeah. I think it's... And date yourself. Like, dating yourself is so much fun. You just get to do what you want when you want. You go to the restaurant you want to go to. Like, go to the movies by yourself. Get to that point where you are really nourishing that relationship, that that one relationship that you get to have with that one person your entire life, and it's you. And so many of us are so unhappy or picking apart these things that we think are wrong with us oh my body i'm not skinny enough i'm not pretty enough i have my hair you know all of these things that we put on this person that we we are the only sure thing our entire lives so that relationship with ourselves is the one that we must work on every single day and that must be the one that we pour the most love onto to enable us to live that joyful happy life and then to be able to actually love another because if we're just giving 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 and not pouring back onto ourselves as well or having that beautiful relationship with ourselves then that leads to burnout leads to frustration leads to resentment all kinds of things because we're not nurturing our own souls that's so important like date yourself take that time because you'll be with someone for a very long time like a very long time if you find when you find the right guy but enjoy that time to yourself and, and bask in that because it's beautiful. Get to know who you really are. 
I love that. <laughs> that sounds so much fun just dating myself yeah. Yeah. I know, right? when you're in a relationship you're like oh so funny so how can um how can a coach help women find love yeah cool so essentially what i do is i um i work with women who you know, have kind of been in this pattern of attracting the same kind of man. Like they, they want to be with someone. Um, they want to find their soulmate, as we all do. You know, love is what we are all, all here for and about. Um, so I work with women who keep attracting the wrong kind of, the, you know, the relationships they don't desire, the wrong guy. Um, and we really go and I support and guide women to come home to themselves and reconnect with who they are, get clear on who they are, what their values are, what they're worthy of, what what it is that they truly desire. And we go deep into, you know, releasing and self-forgiveness and clearing all the blocks that are keeping you kind of stuck in that, that whole um, you know, wrong guy territory. Um, and then building that beautiful relationship. So I guide and support to really get them to a place and we work, do a lot of work on energetics and shifting vibration to ensure that you're vibing at a higher level to be able to attract it and often you know for me my experience was very much you know i read all the books i watched the videos i did all the stuff um but often there's just that missing piece that another person can give you so that's where it's really beautiful to have someone who's supporting you and my clients and now like often they'll message me and they'll be like but this isn't this happening and i'll be like wow look at it this way and they'll be like oh of course you know so having that person who who guides and supports you on that journey to really pull you up and to be that mirror and say, well, no, this is an area like I'm going to push you a little bit on this because we can often, when we do the work by ourselves, um, often, oh, yeah, we'll dip, dip our toes in but not necessarily go in deep enough to actually really clear in place. Um, so, yeah, that's what I do essentially is, is help women get to that place where they're actually ready to attract in a really healthy and beautiful relationship. Um, and then, yeah, if they want to continue like on the dating scene and, and supporting them through that as well. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's incredible. I love what I do. So, yeah. so fulfilling. <laughs> oh, it definitely would be. And, yeah, to see someone go from um, coming out of a, a bad relationship and being in a really bad place where, yeah, like we were saying, all those things of you're attracting all the wrong things into your life because that's what you believe about yourself and then seeing them just like emerge like a butterfly and yeah. yeah, just see them attract these amazing relationships and experiences and life partners and oh it would just you'd be like high on love. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. And I've got a client at the moment who has been doing all this work on herself for the last year and we started working together a couple of weeks ago about a month ago. And within the first two weeks she was like oh my god like I just feel like I've released she removed all the men from her life and she was just like I saw her starting to open up already and just flourish already and that was in two weeks like and that's the thing like she'd been doing so much work for the year and was still stuck in the same place and having that support just for two weeks and how far she jumped leaped you know in two weeks is just incredible so that's the power of yeah having I'm I recommend coaches to everyone. <laughs> like, just get a coach for absolutely anything in your life, whatever it is that you're you're doing, if it's business, whatever. Get a coach. 
Yeah, exactly. And someone like yourself that's actually been there, done it and had to do the work themselves on themselves and know that how much of a, that, that sort of transition time, how frustrating it can be, but yet liberating it can, yeah, it's a real push pull that whole, cause I'm in it now. So that's what I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm sort of talking about it because yeah. it is, it's so frustrating because you feel as if you're on the precipice of something, but you know, there's so much internal work to do yet. Yeah. You try and distract yourself. So as you say, having a mirror and someone to say, Oh, hold on a sec, let's go deeper. Let's mm-hmm. think about it this way it's invaluable it really is and as you say you will get there it's like having a roadmap that's the only way really to explain it it's like okay well I can give you an atlas and you can try and work it out with a little compass or whatever they used to do back in the day or I can literally yeah. you, I can give you the GPS like which one yeah, do you, which one exactly. do you want yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, do this, do this, do this. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Why didn't I get you sooner? Like, that's such a common thing. Oh, I wish I'd found you sooner. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, guys, come on, I know. <laughs> so, what three things can women do like, right now that will bring them closer to their dream relationship? So the first, I would suggest doing a self-love audit on your life and really um, checking in where you are still not loving yourself, but you're still not showing up for yourself and, and practising self-care um, and really nurturing that beautiful relationship that you have with yourself. Um, second, I would suggest that they really look at their values and where they're living out of alignment with their values and what they can start doing to actually Pull, them, pull themselves back into alignment. So choose one to start focusing on, probably the most pressing one, um, and what little steps can you take to actually pull yourself back into alignment with those values? Um, and the third one would probably be remove all the men from your life. Remove all the hangers-on. Remove all the guys that you know are not the right ones for you, but you're keeping them there just in case. Get out of a relationship that you know it's not right for you. You know, whatever it is, create that space do the work on yourself and then create that space to yeah, be able to attract in that soulmate relationship. That's so good. And that is, yeah, those things that you can do right now, they cost you absolutely nothing apart from maybe a few text messages if you like me and can't do it face-to-face. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, Although I, I encourage face-to-face because that's fully owning yourself. That's fully stepping up and going, yeah, this is what I'm doing for me. That is so, so true. Fun. That is so true. God, yeah, that's quite scary. But yes, that is so, so <laughs> true. I had to do it with my best friend. I was in love with my best friend for years. And I got on a Skype call with him face to face and told him. And I'm sure he saw my heartbreak and watched me. But man, I felt so empowered afterwards. Like I was like, yeah, sobbing and going, oh my God, <laughs> he doesn't love me. <laughs> but. At the afterwards, I was like, wow, it was that whole sensation again. Oh, my God, I'm finally free of this secret that I've been carrying around. I'm free of this baggage. And you feel lighter and it shifted so quickly. It was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, it is scary, but it's freaking empowering at the same time. Incredible. Yeah, that is so right. The shift that that would create and mm-hmm. it, 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 you're right, it's showing the universe that you're ready. It's put, yeah, putting that... Put, sorry, putting yourself in that higher vibration, it's, 
yeah, it's showing up for yourself. Like you said, the, and that I guess is part of the self-love audit that you were talking about, where you're not showing up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Take your power back. We are so powerful. And the ball's in our court every single time. Like guys are pretty, pretty easy to figure out really. Um, (laughs) We women forget just how powerful we are and how much we actually, how much choice we actually have. Like the choice is ours entirely. We get to choose what kind of relationship we have, 100%. And when you get that, you won't settle for anything less than you deserve. And you don't have to. Like, I used to get told so often, oh, darling, maybe your standards are too high. Maybe you're asking for too much. I'm like, hell no. Like, fuck no. I am so worthy of this and more. Like, these are, these are good. Like, I'm going to get all of this. And I did because I was so clear on that. I deserve the kind of relationship that I want to be with. And I got to that point where I was like, and if I don't find that, then I'm going to be completely happy by myself. And that was huge, huge shift for me because yeah. I'd always been so afraid of being alone that when I got to that point, I was just like, I'm okay. I'm really freaking good. And then he came in, of course. <laughs> there he was on the beach. <laughs> That is truly incredible. I love that. And, yeah, not listening to what anyone else says, like you were saying earlier, once you take radical self-responsibility, own everything about yourself, no one can touch you, and then you can, yeah, you can call in exactly what you want and don't settle until you get it. Exactly. Make the decisions for you and your life. It's your life. It's yours. No one else's. You get to choose. You get to choose. If you don't take anything other else away from this podcast, you get to choose. <laughs> Brilliant. That's I'm going to do that as like the opening tagline. You get to choose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So, who is your favorite? I won't use the word celebrity, but I'll use, I guess, um, famous, cool. influential couple out there. Yeah, cool. So um, I don't know if you've heard of them, but Alexi Panos and Preston Smile. I personally haven't, Uh, but I will look them up. (laughs) Yeah, they're amazing. They're massive in the personal development field, but they are also um, incredible together and they really embody and practice everything that they preach. Um, And they often talk about their relationship. They're in a very conscious relationship. They're two very conscious beings. Um, they're both A-type personalities, so they're very fiery and they and they um, kind of challenge each other a lot. <laughs> and I love how honest and, and raw they are about their relationship and how they, it's a continual learning and it's a continual um, practice. And, it, you know, I think people have these ideas of these perfect relationships. My partner and I are the same. Like, I used to, or I used to have this belief that the perfect relationship, we didn't fight and it was all plain sailing and happy and fun all the time. Um, which is really damaging because there is no such thing. And if you're in that kind of relationship, there's a chance about this pretty deep stuff going on the surface. Um, but the beauty of a conscious relationship is that when you are triggered by your partner, it becomes, and this is always back to that radical self-responsibility, is that you look at yourself as opposed to pointing the finger as often as you could have in the unconscious. But often, you know, in the unconscious kind of world, something happens and it's, your fault. You're pointing the finger out, but very rarely looking in. Okay, well, how did I actually show up in that? Um, and these two, you know, this is something that I practice massively in my relationship with Gary, and this is something that, you know, Preston and Lexi are also really passionate about is that whole, okay, I'm being triggered. What is it in me that I still get to heal? 
yeah so um, and that's key like that's massive to having a really incredible relationship with someone is being able to take that responsibility for yourself and look at yourself and go okay so how did I show up for this because then resentment ceases to exist and it becomes a beautiful growing spiritual journey together rather than well it's your fault that I'm unhappy and your fault that this is happening and and it actually creates space for love to flourish rather than resentment and anger and frustration and then resulting in and then know, you know failed relationship. Yeah, that's yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, wow, that is so incredible. And I, yeah, I love what you just said about a conscious relationship and it it is constant well, yeah, it is constant work because if you're Absolutely. yeah, you'll need to be I think you need to be reflecting on yourself and reflecting on the relationship and again it goes back to a self-love audit I think because you need to see where you're not showing up for yourself because if you're not showing up for yourself you're not fully showing up in your relationship and um, like recently I was experiencing resentment towards Gary because he was like sitting on the couch and relaxing and I was like manically going around trying to get everything done and I was getting frustrated at him and I pulled myself up on it and I was like whoa Nick okay what's going on here and it came back to the fact that I was not making the time for myself. I was not choosing self-care. I was choosing burnout and overload, you know, pulling more and more things on my plate. And I was getting frustrated at him for choosing to relax when he needed to relax. So that resentment that I was experiencing was at myself, really, essentially, when you think about it, because I wasn't looking after myself. So when I got clear on that, I stopped and went, okay, what needs to be done right now? What doesn't and where can I make some time for myself? And the resentment disappeared. And that's, you know, a massive thing. It's like when you step into that space in your relationship, oh, it's incredible because there's no, it's no finger point, there's no blame, there's no, yeah, it's just loving and it's spacious and it's healthy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, it starts with, um, radical self-responsibility. I, I love that. I think that's just so empowering. In yeah, the, absolutely. Yeah. Gosh, right, we have covered so much today. And I just, we have. I love it. You're just so, you're so incredible with it. And you can clearly feel that you have been there. You have lived it. You have come out the other side. You have, yeah, and you continue to grow yourself and then help others to flourish. Like it just blows my mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just want to recap on a few things that I absolutely loved. So talking about not having awareness of what isn't right and acknowledging your values is where you were really stuck with and that's when you were having the really bad um, relationships in your own life feeling like you don't mm -hmm. deserve the right guy and you are punishing yourself for just being human. Like everyone makes mistakes and you need to forgive yourself, uh, which is key. Carrying around that baggage will just then manifest. Things that we need to do are take radical self-responsibility, own everything about yourself, every choice, where you're at, everything, and then no one can touch you um, because you completely and fully own it. You're the active creator in your own life. Finding love starts with loving yourself and you attract and create the relationship. Um, you get to choose. <laughs> you get to choose who you spend your <laughs> life with. <laughs> you get to choose. <laughs> um, releasing and healing past wounds. What you are thinking now 
um, you are actually creating your future self with those thoughts. You need to start working on yourself, removing all the men from your life and creating that space. It's important to date yourself and to nourish the relationship that you have with yourself. Three things that women can do right here, right now that are going to get you closer to that dream relationship. The self-love audit, where have an audit with yourself and check where you are not showing up for yourself. You need to look at your values and see where you are out of alignment and take those little steps every day to pull yourself back into alignment. And again, remove all the men from your life, create that space, take your power back and make sure you don't settle for less than you deserve. And then when you are brought into an amazing relationship that you have chosen <laughs> in your life, having, <laughs> having a conscious relationship, and if they trigger you, if they piss you off, if there's something that they're doing that you're, as you said, resenting, you need to look inwards and look at what you need to heal, what you need to deal with, because they're triggering you. It's something inside of you. It, it's not necessarily them. So, I just want to say one little thing in that word need. Yeah. Switch that out for get. So need, but I've done a bit of work on like language and stuff and how words actually affect our vibration. And when it's like, I need, I need, I need, it's actually from a space of, um, it's really low vibrational word. It's from a space of kind of scarcity and desperation. I need this, I need this, I need this. When you shift it to, I get to, it changes the energy. It's a, it's a higher vibrational word. I get to do this. I get to choose this for myself. I get to do this work. I get to do this. Not I need to, I need to. You notice the difference in that? Yes. And the way that those two words feel. So if I get to, then it creates space. It's creating choice for you. I, you know, I, I get to. It's like should and could. I should do this or I could do this. It creates opportunity and it prevents you from kind of slipping in and feeling like that pressure of the, that word, oh, I should do this or I should be doing this. Well, I could, but I'm choosing not to. Or I get to, but I'm going to do it this way. Or, you know, the way that you can juggle with is a whole other conversation that, yeah, removing that need and saying, I get to, amazing. Oh, Nikki, you're killing me over here. <laughs> you're just amazing. <laughs> that just, I was like, wow. Because you don't even realise you're writing down that word. And, yeah, as soon as you mm -hmm. said remove need and use get, yeah. it's an opportunity. It's not, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, mind blowing, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to sit and think with this. And the time now is. I one. get to sit and think. Yeah, I get. Oh, <laughs> do it again. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, Nikki Sime, you are a lover and you're a love coach. You help women rise in love and you help them to stop attracting the wrong relationship. And you are the fairy godmother that we all, I've written the word need, so we all get at some point in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> so your program, Rise in Love, is open until the 2nd of November. So you can follow Nikki at Love Unleashed on Instagram. Check out the Love Unleashed Facebook community, plus my favourite, 10 places to find your man without going online. No swiping yeah. necessary. And thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. That was just a blast. I've loved it, loved it, loved it. You're amazing. So thank you for creating this incredible vessel for us to learn and, and grow from. Thank 
you for listening to the Queendom podcast by Charlie Bullis. We'd love you to share this with a friend, rate us and subscribe to the show on iTunes. For freebies plus more, visit www.rulethequeendom.com.